Hey everybody, C-Node here and welcome to Dopamine. I'm your host, Christian Rivera, aka C-Note, and uh, I'm the host of Dopamine, which is a platform all about personal growth. I talk about INTPs, I talk about other personality types, I talk about mental health, I talk about spiral dynamics, Enneagram, all sorts of things, whatever suits my fancy. It's usually all related to my personal development and my story. And uh, things that I've learned about these personality systems through various teachers and classes and some of my clients, because I'm a digital producer. So I I work with coaches and I learn from those coaches and I share some of those ideas with you. Um, So I also have a website called dopeintp.com where there are courses for INTP specifically. If you're not ready for a course, there is a free one called Are You Really an INTP? which is about helping you assess your personality type as an INTP. We go down the list of cognitive functions, compare against some other personality types, and uh, you know it's pretty comprehensive. So, and it's ever evolving. I'm going to be adding more things as I go. So, go ahead and sign up for that, and you'll get updates when those updates are available. So, I want to talk a little bit about the moldable INTP identity. So, I've had a conversation, or I've had videos in the past about INTP identity. I've referenced it. But something really opened my eyes a little bit to a way of understanding the INTP identity that I'd not really thought about before. Um, There's the website Practical Typing, um, run by a couple of great people. Um, uh, I forget their names. I know Mara is one of them. And they wrote an article uh, called, Do Do TI Users Lack Identity? Um, I'll, I'll post the link in the description. If I forget to, please leave a comment and I will post the link. Um, and that, that article really covered something interesting about INTP identity in that INTPs, we don't typically think about identity as in, in kind of an FI way, right? It's not about, uh, choosing who we are, right? And I think that's sometimes the struggle that INTPs have with confirming their personality type because it's not... Uh, for INTPs, it's a large list of what we don't care about or what's not important to us. It's a lot of elimination, right? Introverted thinking is about clean slicing. It's about eliminating. So we're not necessarily holding on to things that represent our identity. You know, even my representation of myself is usually related to a lot of external things. Like I love video games and Ninja Turtles and all sorts of stuff that uh, maybe represents me being kind of nerdy, but that's still not quite who I am, right? And that's sometimes the struggle. Perceivers, introverted perceivers in particular, you know, picking a personality type, picking a four-letter code can be tricky if that's what you feel is happening, right? So most teachers who are teaching Myers-Briggs or some variation of it, refer to the four-letter code as your best fit type. And I could probably do a better job of saying that as well, because it's your best fit type, your best fit preferences, right? Your cognitive preferences. And you know that it, there's the four cognitive functions. There could be the, there, there's also the four shadow functions. And you're constantly kind of changing context. You're constantly living life that requires different aspects of you, right? So there are, it's, it's not as if we don't experience extroverted sensing sometimes. It's not as if we don't experience reality and touch things and feel it. We just don't have the same exact relationship as a dominant person who uses that more regularly in their everyday life. 
but just more of like little blips, right? Little preferences. So if you think about it yourself as an INTP, in this context, I'm kind of pulling on extroversion. I'm pulling on uh, sensory stuff, recalling information. I'm pulling on uh, feelery, emotional connection to make you feel nurtured as a person and in this community. And judge your stuff a little bit by having a clean background and making sure that I'm not, <laughs> I'm not getting too off of course, right? So I'm having to kind of pull a little bit on the opposite letters of my personality. So as an INTP, I think we inherently understand that we are moldable, we're movable, shapeable, that we're not, that our identity is not static, right? So it starts there. It starts with first understanding and knowing that our identity is not static. Um, even as an INTP, INTPs, yes, it is, it is your cognitive preferences, but your relationship to those preferences changes over time, right? Your ability to use your introverted thinking changes over time based on context and growth. So you being an INTP is not just this label of like you being this and you're this forever, right? You are going to be an INTP forever because it's more closely related to hardwiring. Whereas um, your growth in your relationship is going to be how you use that wiring, right? That's going to change. So that changes for INTPs and and we assess that. We know that we've changed our mind a million times about things. <laughs> we know that we've liked something and then after a while we probably don't like it anymore or we don't care about it or it's not that important and it just doesn't become a part of our identity anymore. So we don't think about identity in the way that an emotional person may typically think about identity. So it's really in a lot of ways about what we do or don't care about, right? So you can think about the four letter code and you can say like, okay, I care about introversion and intuition and thinking and perceiving and all of the things that are related to those things. Um, but again, like, you know, I may like Mega Man and I may just get sick of it and I might move on. I haven't played a Mega Man game in a long time, but this is related to my youth. And uh, there's a lot of my um, sense of self tied to problem solving, tied to um, my ability to be persistent and play these video games that were really difficult for, you know, for, for kids, for eight-year-olds <laughs> when those games were available, right? Well, first available. So when I'm talking about identity as an INTP, it can be really tricky because INTP's relationship to identity is not about picking something it's just about what we aren't right now, right? And, and, and it's right now, right? Our identity, our essence as a human being, uh, the idea of spirit or soul or whatever you believe in or whatever. It's not even really about belief. It's just about the essence of a human being, right? The, the core stripped away. If you strip away the social stuff, you strip away uh, the any semblance of identity, whether that's race, or maybe it's your height, or maybe it's your gender or sexuality or whatever. You strip all of those things away. You have, you're not an empty shell. You're an essence of a human being. You're the, uh, you are someone that is fluid and tolerant and lovely. And there's all sorts of things related to that. That gets into more spiritual woo-woo stuff. So I don't want to turn you off with that. <laughs> um, but the general idea is that you're moldable and shapeable because you inherently understand that 
what you like or what you care about or what you're able to do is not necessarily who you are. Who you are is something deeper than that. Who you are is something that is not easy to pinpoint, right? It's not easy to just put a code on it. It's not easy to put um, the Enneagram type or whatever, right? Those things, the Enneagram type, the Myers-Briggs type, all of that stuff is typically related to our relationship socially to other people. It's usually related to, uh, you know, the, the ping coming to or from other people, right? It's not, if we're stripped away from all of that, like I said, like we are just an essence. We are a human being. We are, we don't have any problems. We don't have any stories. We don't have any imaginations about the future. We're just in the present. We're just being, right? So it, it gets tricky, again, because as an INTP, it's, it's not about like, oh, I like computers. That's a part of my identity. Like, that's not necessarily it, right? And we know. We know that's not it. Maybe we don't have the words for it. Maybe we don't have the way to express it. Um, you know, maybe it's not even something we think about very much. We're just kind of pinging and responding. Uh, but maybe sometimes that can be a little disconcerting, right? And I think that's what I'm hoping this video can help with is to feel like you as an INTP, that you're not just an empty shell of a thinking person, right? Like the identity within you exists, like the essence within you exists. You're a human being, you're dynamic, you're growing and changing. And I think it's about helping you to accept the dynamic fluid nature of being an INTP, right? I know this sounds like spiritual and woo-woo. I'm, I'm not trying to make it like that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to let you know that you know that, and many of, of INTPs, and, and you've probably expressed to me in the comments, that there's frustration sometimes with that movement. You know, I can't keep a specific job, or I have trouble with relationships, or I don't know who I am, therefore I can't go to a specific direction, Right. And I'm simply saying that there's power to that, that there is, uh, that the complexity of the human experience is kind of baked within that, even though we're thinking about it from a thinker perspective and more data and analytics perspective, that there is, there's more nuance to the human experience that we are inherently vibing with, right? So when we are when we are trying to say, hey, I need to pick a thing or I'm frustrated with my fluidity or my ability to be adaptable, you're kind of pushing away from your own humanity, your own identity, your own sense of self. And as I said, it's not about picking something. You just are. You, you are who you are, right? And it's all about accepting that. Your, your identity doesn't have a label. Your identity doesn't have a, uh, a code, right? Those are just windows into it. Those are ways that you operate. Maybe those are ways that your ego operates. You know, you're trying to understand your relationship between yourself and other people. But if you just feel out your core essence, and I mean, I mean, feel sensationally. I mean, feeling your body, feeling your heart, feeling your mind, being in the moment, being present, not thinking about your problems, not thinking about what you need to solve, not thinking about your insecurities or inadequacies, just being present with your being, uh, being present with that, 
is really what we somewhat do fairly naturally sometimes um, when we're able to strip those things away, right? Uh, so as INTPs, we still deal with those things. We very much deal with social things as much as we do or don't want to admit them. And often our relationship to people is what we feel our identity should be, that I should be, uh, that I'm, you know, I, I mean this to this person and that's who I am to them, or that um, I have some feeling about who I am and who I'm not, um, that I'm, that I have core values that I stick with all of the time. And what I think is important about INTP identity is that fluidity of it, meaning you have to continuously assess who you are. I don't mean assessing your cognitive functions because you're just getting to know your brain wiring, but who you are in terms of what you appreciate, why you appreciate it, what is your life like, um, you know, what are things that you think about when no one's around, you know, are you thinking about the wonders of the universe? What kind of questions are you asking, right? Those things are more closer to your essence and identity than just a four letter code or just an Enneagram number or anything like that. So it's what I'm really trying to say here is that it's a continual process. You will be dynamic until the day you die. You, you are static when you're dead. So allow yourself, accept yourself to be that and to do that as an INTP. I hope that makes some sense. This was kind of a weird video. The article goes into it in a little bit more of a TI way. It's written by an ISTP, so uh, it's less bounce all over the place and uh, maybe a little bit less woo-woo, <laughs> a little bit less spiritual and emotional. But um, I've been doing a lot of talking today, and once I do a lot of talking, I start to get into my FE space. And, um, you know, I, I care about this stuff Um because I want you to feel like you have value because you do, you do. That's just not even a question. You exist. Therefore you have value. Um, and I know that's weird to think about. That's maybe weird to say, you're like, oh, I don't know though. Like logically it's like, no, let go of the logic for a second. It's not about logic because <laughs> your logic is kind of existing in this, you know, social reality. I'm just saying inherently, you know, you were a baby at one point born into this world. Like that means something and who you are now maybe requires some assessment in terms of like what you can improve. Sure. Why not? But it doesn't mean you have any less value than you did when you were born. You're just applying all of these stories, these imaginations on top of who you are to Sometimes maybe even reinforce that you have no value for some other reason. Maybe there's a fear there. Maybe there's anger that you need to work through. Maybe there's some sort of sadness within you that you actually have to talk with someone about and work through, right? So these stories, these things that we pile onto our essence, to our identity, who we are, uh, really start to become, uh, it gets trapped by our logic, our logic tries to reinforce these stories. Our logic is trying to tell ourselves that we don't mean anything or that we're not helpful or we're useless. And it's, it's so much more than like, you are so much more than that. Your logic is just a tool. It's just a hammer. It's like, it's like pulling out a hammer and saying like, I am this. It's like, you're not, you're not that. That is a tool. That is an aspect of you. Uh, the four letter code is just an aspect of you, right? 
Um, so I don't know. I'm losing it because I've got nowhere to go from here. But hopefully some of that made some sense. If you have clarifying questions, leave a comment. I encourage questions um, if you have some clarifying questions. And, you know, I'm hopefully you've listened and you can accept that, that you are wonderful. You really are. And um, I think it's powerful for you as an INTP to just remind yourself of that. Because because we're thinkers, we can dismiss being gentle with ourselves. It's like, I can take it. I can deal. I don't need any of that. It's like, yeah, we do. We all do. To some degree, we're emotional. We're humans. Um, it's just a matter of acceptance and uh, allowing that into our lives. So I hope that meant something. I hope that helped you. Uh, maybe you're not ready for it. <laughs> That's totally cool. Uh, the whatever. There's, you know, there's all sorts of other videos you can watch. Uh, like and subscribe for future videos. Hit the bell icon because I post kind of sporadically. And um, we also have courses on our website at dopeintp.com. Quite a few different topics related to being an INTP. Many from my own personal story, from stories I've heard from other INTPs, questions I've heard from other INTPs, giving you some answers for once instead of uh, causing more rumination. <laughs> uh, and if you want more things to build on top of, those courses are really great for you to learn more about the INTP aspect of yourself. And Cosmic Calibration in particular covers more of these like spiritual elements a little bit of experiencing life with courage, without fear, um, and just going out and living life. So I can hear the lawnmower coming in the distance <laughs> and it usually gets really loud outside my window. So I'm going to wrap up this video. I appreciate you. Take care of yourselves and each other. I'll catch you next time on dopamine. See ya.
If you want to stay up to date with the messiest drama on the internet, or what about those crazy viral challenges, then be sure to tune in to TMZ Verified, the podcast. I'm Wild. I'm Steph. And each week we're either breaking down the spicy viral stories or we're hanging out with the most popular influencers around. Tana Mojo is in the building. I don't even know if they're hating. They're probably just telling the truth, but we love the haters too. Sophia Franklin. Yeah, I mean, we can talk, but like, let's be real with each other, you know? Bryce Hall is here, y'all. Make some noise, people. I'm, I'm single, by the way. Right. So if you like viral drama, influencer culture, and just overall hot messness, check out new episodes of TMZ Verified every Thursday right here on Spotify. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy. But you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great. Filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. This has been a C-Note Media Production.